All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at all this. Look at all this. Like. <laughs> okay. So. I can see all your laughter is coming up all across know, right? my audio. Okay. So. <laughs> Welcome to our probably our first episode. I want to say this is our first episode. We have many episodes before this, but then. Um, welcome to our first episode for the What, do, you, we what do We Know podcast. Yeah! <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Okay, uh, my name is Veronica. And I'm Radhika. And we have like a special guest for today, which is... Hi everybody, I'm Daniel. I'm Radhika and Veronica's friend. And I like to watch movies. Yeah. Like a shit ton of movies. A ton of movies. That's so, always good. It is always great. Uh, I mean, exactly why... We want to talk about movies is not really about the movie, but like the movie is catering to what we want to talk about in real life, right? And about the context that surrounds it, and basically what can we dissect from the movie and all of the other surrounding things regarding the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, today's episode will be about the Avengers, uh, specifically the Endgame. Yes. So Avengers like Endgame. Final Avengers. Yeah. It's, it's super hype, super hype here mm-hmm. in Indo. Mm-hmm. So would you like to take it I away? I think it's super hype across the world. It's like yes. a 10 oh, year yeah, long yeah. cinematic like, event. Oh my everyone's God. like, everyone's oh my buying God. it in like, uh, what? Everyone's just buying it in advance and it just like sold out even before it opened. Yeah, like a week or something. Okay, so uh, before we get into it, uh, are you ready to yes. speak a little bit about it? I am. So I think by now, um, most of the world's population is already aware about an Avengers, at least. It's a superhero movie, and this is um, the aftermath of the Avengers Infinity War, after whatever happened with Thanos. And so after what happened with Thanos, the universe is in ruins. And with the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. Okay, before we continue, what do you say? Thanos? Thanos. 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 (laughs) I say Thanos, yeah. I say Thanos. Thanos. I don't know why. I was trying to be white. Is white being Thanos, Thanos, whatever? Look at that. Look at how we peaked a bit there. Okay. You picked on mine too, it's intense. Does anybody say Thanos? Let us know, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can can talk like. Is it Thanos? What? 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 Thanos? Thanos. I I don't know, Thanos, right? I call call it Thanos. I don't know why Radhika's becoming like this this niche be like. No, I think I. I said Thanos since the first. Not that I'm trying to be another. Anyway, okay, yeah. So I anyway, tried. To, yeah. Okay? So Thanos. Basically, um, uh, before the end game, Thanos did a whole snap thing, and mm-hmm. basically the entire population was cut in half. Yep. Of the universe, basically everyone. Cruel. Yeah, it's crazy. Or is it? It's insane. But yeah, like well, let's get into that, right? Yeah. Cause what do you think? Well, uh, first of all, what do you think of the movie? Like both movies. What do you guys think? Daniel. Daniel, what do you want? want? Yeah, I loved the movie. Um, I think it was a very, very satisfying conclusion to what was about like 10 years of cinematic universes and all that, like all the work that went into that. Um, Yeah, it was... See, see, this is the difficult thing about the movie. You don't know whether it's good just because, oh, on its own it was an excellent movie or if it was like all the expectations that we had put on it and it's like, 
ten years waiting for something and ten years of like expecting yeah, yeah. and ten years of like fan theories and all like like all the fandom and like all the theories like oh this is gonna happen no this is gonna happen mm-hmm. uh, so it's very difficult to separate you know of like the movie itself from the cultural phenomenon that it's yeah, become I, I agree. however i do i still think that as a movie with you know a beginning a middle and end it was it had a very satisfying story a lot of plot holes obviously but like you know um what can you do about plot holes uh i think every movie is with plot holes uh eventually as a like as from a, like a technical standpoint i think it was also very very it probably is very very complicated to pull off there's like thousands of people or at least like hundreds of people that they had to like film to get all that you know yeah, for sure. like like that final battle was like i don't know oh, like intense, intense. yeah like 50 like very very highly paid actors very very famous familiar faces in hollywood that must be a a nightmare to just like have everyone coordinate it's also a nightmare to like finance as well you know they all got to be paid yeah for sure yeah i mean they have their own contracts and stuff yeah and you know as from like a story standpoint, I like it. From a technical standpoint, uh, I also think it's actually a good movie. Um, so yeah, I really like it. I think it's like a very nice, wholesome, well-rounded movie. Oh really? I do. I do. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think, Rod? Um, actually, I think when we discuss about Endgame, we can't help but to discuss about Infinity War as well because just how related they both are, and I somehow felt. Just my reaction after watching Infinity War and after watching Endgame, I felt like I had a lot more excitement after watching Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because there's a lot more of a philosophical dilemma there. Yeah. And there's just a lot more relatability there. It's not just some... Nothing against superheroes, but it's not just some superheroes battling in an epic battle. There's Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. questions to unpack in Infinity War. But yeah, it's interesting to hear what... According to you, then, what aspect in terms of the plot made made it wholesome yeah. for you to watch? Yeah, in terms of the plot, I'm mm-hmm. of that um, I think there was a lot of ways that the finale uh, that basically there were a lot of ways to beat Thanos. There were a lot of different theories, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, it's more of a personal feeling rather than like a storytelling thing. I don't have like any formal training in like the art of storytelling or whatever. I just think that it, like time travel as a movie concept is very, very hard to pull off just because it completely ruins like the very concept we have about, you know, like uh, causality. You know, we live in like a very like cause and effect world. And when you start like, going in and out of that and like little circles and a loop it kind of breaks it Mm -hmm. i think um i think the movie does a very very good job of not using time travel as a crutch time travel then becomes a setting instead of like um i'm there are movies in which like they go back and forth through uh through time in order to like uh beat the villain in the sense that like the the villain presents them with an impossible task and then they use time travel to get around it but this is not this is uh it doesn't uh, time travel doesn't become deus ex machina in, in which case like oh my god like we um oh my god we lost like like 
maybe like a third of no two thirds of the way into the movie into like the second act oh my god we someone died we have to go back and get him no like for example like the whole thing with uh black widow could have been like oh in the end we saved her by going back and then like fixing everything they didn't do that i like that they didn't use it as a crutch they yeah, had a story yeah <laughs> so, spoilers guys i'm sorry no it's uh, they know it's spoilers man yeah, like i think yeah because like um i think that's also what i appreciated it's but at the same time like i kind of knew it was coming because everyone's talking about like the contracts and stuff so right. that was the big like hitter there like oh i'm expecting some deaths here i'm expecting uh-huh. like oh, the totally original people yeah. dying but at the same time like I like the fact that it's not always time travel based. Like mm. they died, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Stark died because he, you know, saved the planet basically. And then Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve yeah. I really, like, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that they didn't like Deus Ex Machina that out. It was like, yes, there, there are stakes and there is a price to be paid in order to like reach that victory to beat Thanos. And like, I like the fact that they, they were like, okay, like I'm not afraid to like either disappoint a lot of fans or make a lot of fans very very sad and i think they were very bold to do that but do you think that i mean of course there are going to be fans that are sad and disappointed but it's also a marketing scheme to if no if iron man is a huge character and if someone not that big died then would that make the same impact Definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Imagine like Black Widow died the way Tony Stark died. Exactly. Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, yeah. And especially that last line, like the whole I I love you. I love you 3000. Yeah, I love you 3000. Yeah, that's the to the daughter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's all adorable and stuff, but I mean, like they knew that even though people are going to be disappointed, it's one of the things that's going to make this Avengers end with a boom and they needed a death. Yeah, they need, yeah. they definitely needed the death. They, you can't go away from that fight without mm-hmm. a death, right? That yes. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like they know who's the one dying yeah. and mm-hmm. it's very specific people that died. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, you just keep going. I, I liked, I don't, except for like Captain America, I really don't understand why Ugh. he died that way yeah i i don't know i i don't know why I, I don't think like i like that about his arc like maybe it's it makes sense in his arc but i just don't like it you know as a personal <laughs> you like, don't like that he got a wife no i don't like the <laughs> the fact that he go back in time yeah. and then just it, to fulfill yeah his own... and then like all these things mess up right yeah obviously his timeline should mess up because of that mm-hmm. but of course it doesn't happen because he created a multi universe like multiverse or something but he stayed that's weird right that's the loophole right like if he created a multiverse it should branch out into Mm. something else but for some reason the old like guy was there the old steve was there i don't think he created a multiverse in a sense i think he just sort of he just sort of stayed in that timeline didn't he yeah, no, not, no, no, technically, if, because if you change something, according to the logic of the universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. is that when you time travel and something changes, then it's it, going to change. It's going to have a ripple effect. Yeah, it's like it and it branches oh. out, you know, so so you're in this timeline mm-hmm. and then it branches out. So technically, it doesn't affect your yeah, current that's timeline. That's that. good, which I get it. But because he went back, he should have stayed in another branch, mm-hmm. like instead of like t- 
timeline A, which they were in, mm-hmm. they, he should have been timeline B because right. he made a new thing, mm-hmm. right? But it, he was there, and that made no sense to me. And I was like, what? Other than uh, everyone else is fine. I don't care about Hulk being like that. <laughs> I honestly love the comedy that yes. is Hulk, but I don't get why. Captain America. Like okay, that. speaking of going back and trying to change something that maybe might not save the world, but definitely changed your whole life. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think if you were given the chance to do a do-over? Yeah, I'm I'm like I get that there's going to be effects, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's why I don't like Steve cuz it <laughs> he's realistic like that's a lot of humans just go like you know they want to do what they want to do right mm-hmm. they want to mm-hmm. change what they experienced previously or not like they wouldn't like it's, it's very human for him to want to go back, back with peggy and like live mm-hmm. lived his life that he should have lived and stuff like that and i think i would do like i would have i would be tempted to do and, and like over. yeah but, but I, I i sometimes like i don't know like sometimes i just want to do over some stupid thing. i don't think he did a do-over did he what do you mean he by did a do-over? do-over technically he went back and stayed with peggy it's peggy right mm-hmm. i hope like, so <laughs> you said peggy like three times yeah yeah, oh, yeah it, it, it is peggy but i don't think it's a do-over i think he just i think steve just sort of retired after that point yeah but then like it's a do-over in a sense where Peggy died mm-hmm. and he's going back in time when she's not dead mm-hmm. and staying there mm-hmm. so he's doing over because he didn't get to do that the first time oh okay right? and he experienced that whole the whole few years yeah. the whole relationship was just sit and look back like that <laughs> yeah 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 what do you think yeah what do you think I don't know the guy that kind of like doesn't agree <laughs> I, I don't dislike it I agree that it is oh a very very weird direction to go but it it, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense, sense to the logic of an outsider but it makes sense to the logic of the movie and it also makes sense to the logic of the character so so this this is always a thing in which like every single time i go into a movie i always have like like transport yourself to the movie yes like filmmakers and storytellers in general when they talk about fiction even when they talk about non-fiction they live and die by this suspension of the audience's disbelief and i think it may not it may not make sense to like an outsider just because maybe that's not how reality works or that's not how we've been taught that reality works but as long as the movie makes sense within its own logic i am happy with that that's why i was happy with a lot of like movies that a lot of people might not be happy about like oh god that makes no sense it's not how time travel works it's not how like faster than light travel works i'm like yeah i get it but then they like it makes sense within the logic of the of the movie like as in the sense that there is no deus ex machina if there if like if I think it Steve's decision to stay in the past makes sense within the arc of his character and what he's been through and what he wants and what the the Captain America uh, Captain America trilogy and Infinity War has been set up to do. So like uh, yeah. I think the the question is is that just to Sorry to, to uh, like mm-hmm. interrupt. Yeah. Can I just raise her hair? Yeah, <laughs> a hand. <laughs> Why would I 
raise her hair. hair. I raise my hand. Basically, um, to maybe kind of go back to the question a bit, like maybe, oh, what would, like, what would you do in that scenario? Since you, I mean, guys, since you know how to transport yourself into the movie, like, what would you do, like, a do-over kind of thing where, like, oh, you would go back for if your you were one. Steve? Yeah, if you were Steve. If I were Steve. Yeah. The knowing there's consequences, uh-huh. knowing that there's things that you might what the fandom calls the Trinity, which is weird, which is like, Thor, yeah. Iron Man, and actually would, the whole of would, Avengers in general. Think, but what, what, uh, the what, arc like, of yeah, Thor, like, Iron Man, and Steve Rogers has always been about responsibility and duty, what they have to do for Steve. It's what he does for his country. Iron Man is what he does for his. Uh, himself and then Thor is what he does as what he thinks is deserving of a god of a supernatural being and it the thing is um, about about uh, it's, it makes a lot of sense in Thor and Iron Man's arc because through this 10-year journey within the MCU they learn how to care about something that is not themselves that is a very very clear with Iron Man, that's very, very clear with Thor, you know, because Thor, you know, he used to be, he, he used to think like, oh, being a god is swinging his hammer and like, and then that's the first movie, right? And then like the second movie uh, compounded on that. And uh, finally, like Ragnarok taught him like, oh, this is how you become a leader of the people and a god of your people. Same thing with Iron Man, right? All the way from like, oh, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, whole shtick. Yeah. And then he, yeah. but Steve has always been the poster boy of like, oh, I'm gonna do like uh, what's necessary. I'm gonna do my Deal, duty. The most yeah, the most idealist. I think his arc has always been about just finally learning to, in a way, like let go, which is weird. Um, his so his his it's kind of the opposite. He has to liberate himself from the system um there's this uh I, i've watched this uh there's, there's a lot of analysis on this in youtube in which he uh captain america in the first one was about like i want to do i want to serve my country i want to serve my country i want to serve my country but i cannot finally get the chance to do it and then yes he does it properly he gives his life up for his country mm-hmm. the second movie is about like my country the the country that i gave my life up for no longer exists it's been changed by you know that's the whole thing about like Hydra and like Hydra infiltrating Shield. It's kind of a metaphor for the way for how America or the ideal world of the 1940s. You know, like there is evil Nazis and we are going to kill evil Nazis. Everything's black and white, and now it's very very gray. There's governments doing a lot of very very shady things. And it's Steve Rogers owning up to that and finally like separating himself from the system saying that like uh, he is a man out of time and he recognizes that he no longer belongs in this world. And I think that's why at the end of the day his decision was to stay in the past because I think as much as he tries to be in this world, he knows he doesn't like really belong in it. He always feels like he's out of time. He always feels like he has to like take up most of the burden and maybe not most of the burden, but he always feels like he's out of place and not necessarily in sync with all uh, with the rest of the world, which is why I think at the end of the day, he just decides, you know, I've done my duty 
and um, I'm going to do what I should have done 70 years ago, which is, you know, like lay down and die. And in a way, in, in a very, very uh, interesting metaphorical way, it's like he's been deprived of the opportunity to die for his country because he has like such strong superpowers and so he survived like the death like like the plane crashing in the first movie so in a way it's kind of like him finally saying like you know what like i've done my part and uh i'm done now and so he hands it over he hands his mantle over to falcon and the winter soldier which is getting its own tv show on disney plus Woo! <laughs> okay i don't know i don't agree with all the disney plus thing I don't, to be honest, I don't care. More stories is always yeah, good for me. Yeah, more stories is great, but then, like, having yeah. to put it on Disney Plus is kind of, like, a cop-out. Oh, like, he it wants to complete with Netflix. But anyway, I think that's the whole arc with Steve Rogers. Him just finally admitting to himself, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no longer belong in this world. I I will do my duty, but it's so it's so changed the, to the point where, like, that's it, I guess. I feel, I, I feel like we kind of like too we kind of concentrated too much on Steve right there but like yeah I have a question yeah yeah you wanna right anything? so yeah I mean we talked a lot about Steve and his decision and got me thinking about Black Widow and how she died and basically the whole idea of sacrifice and what do you guys think about that whole scene when you know of course you gotta get an eye for an eye and that's basically yeah, what yeah, happens yeah. with Thanos um, what do you guys think about having to sacrifice just the whole topic of sacrifice and whatever mm -hmm. happened with Black Widow and yeah, yeah. yeah like like when you're an outsider and you're seeing this movie you're like yeah it makes sense it makes sense for Black Widow to, to be the one who died because like she doesn't have a family mm -hmm. she wants to kind of atone her sins and stuff right yeah and and mm -hmm. also like even even I think that's a little bit of the theme there, right? Like, um they like in the first movie in the Infinity War, Steve Rogers kept saying, like, no, we're not gonna sacrifice anybody. Mm -hmm. Like as like he did it for vision and then but then like and suddenly everyone started sacrificing themselves in the yeah. second like the end game. But I think Thanos also sacrifices Gamora. Mm -hmm. Like, he cared about her a lot. And then he kind of sacrifices, like, technically his person because he dedicated himself to this mission of, like, I want to create a better world. Thus, I'm going to, like, you know, dedicate my entire life for this and nothing else. And, like, I'm going to erase half of the population for the benefit of others. Mm -hmm. So he, like, sacrificed himself. So, like, I don't know. I... I think in a way like that's an a, like an interesting way to see how your principles lie like I don't know if like doing that would create the good because you're now you're talking about oh intent versus outcome mm -hmm. and like I don't like obviously the intent was good and like like say black widow sacrifice was good intentions and has good outcomes right but for thanos mm -hmm. is like yeah. good intention bad outcome but at the same time like what does that mean like do we does it is it justified or is it not like you can say that is not really justified for black widow to do that because technically like it's not fair for her to die or something like that mm -hmm. so yeah like you want to say something and then 
I think after I watched the movie again, like literally like 30 minutes yeah, ago. Watch the movie before this. Podcast. Yeah, I, I so spent cute. the last three hours waiting for all of us to meet up. Like, we did. Yeah, I downloaded oh, yeah, like yeah. the new, the new like Blu-ray thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think the I think the movie does make a uh, Endgame does make a very very clear ethical argument in my opinion regarding the sacrifice thing. Mm-hmm. It's very very clear the difference between Thanos and the Avengers is that yes, both on both sides lives were sacrificed. A lot of people died. I mean, have you seen that final battle in which like just people just yeah, get like, just wh- like yeah. die left Why and right? But the problem is always about agency. The Avengers make a conscious decision. They have them as uh, be- beings of with like full uh, agency and full realization. They see like, I understand the consequences of my actions. I also understand the consequences of not taking the actions. I also understand the price that I have to pay in order to like, I have to die in order for the world to become a better place. And then yes, they make that decision. Mm-hmm. Thanos on the other hand yeah. does not have that consideration at all he makes people's decisions for them that's why he wipes half of the universe with his glove that's why he uh and i think the culmination of that is at the at like whatever uh vormir where he uh picks up gamora and then throws her off his entire philosophy is he has his mind on the greater good but he does not in he does not take the time nor is nor does he is he even interested in inspiring the people to uh, do better for themselves or or to do better for the universe, quote unquote. He just he just believes that like I do not trust you to make the decision for your own betterment and for the betterment of the universe. That is why I'm taking things into my own hand and I'm making that sacrifice for you. And in a way, he's also making other people. He's forcing them without taking them in without taking their feelings their motivations without allowing them to go through the motions of making that decision he just makes that decision for them and wipes half i mean like that's a very it's very very clear you can see that on like with that moment in infinity war where he where despite like gamora kicking and screaming saying no she does not want to uh she does not want to save uh the universe in this way she does not want to like this is like she is fully against it but he doesn't care he just picks her up and then throws her over as opposed to black widow and hawkeye they have like an, continually battle yeah yeah they not just to continue battle even before that they have like a five minute conversation about like one they discuss all the things that they did in the past that's i think that's a big focus i think that's the thing that everyone focuses on like oh all the their dark past and whether or not they're redeemable or not but i don't think that really really matters it's all about their own agency they consider like look if i don't do this the world the half of the universe continues to die to be gone and so fully realizing that i go and then I commit to dying because it makes the universe a better place. The same thing also happens in uh, the final battle. There is this scene, it's very, very fresh because I just saw it, but there's this scene like uh, when uh, Thanos manages to steal the gauntlet from the Avengers and he's like, uh, he like, he regains his power. Like Tony has this, uh, Tony looks at him and he has this realization of horror on his face. Um, but 
I, I, I thought the first time I watched it, I thought it was like, oh my God, like he's horrified. Cause like, oh my God, Thanos has like the glove again. But I think it's the different, it's, I think it's the horror because he realizes that the, that glove is made of Stark technology and I can take it from him. But when I take it from him, I will have to make that sacrifice and I will have to die. And there's that moment where he looks in horror and then he looks at Doctor Strange and then Doctor, Doctor Strange, yeah, he, yeah. Doctor Strange, had, he, it's a meme. Yeah, that's a meme now, but like, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange puts that one finger and is like, you know what you have to do, like, and Tony Stark goes away and he does with it. And like, I'm not sure that's how the world works in real life, obviously, but I think that's like the moral and the ethical argument that both Infinity Wars and Endgame tries to make is that like, the sacrifice works and not only works, but is morally or like ethically right if the people who are making the sacrifices are consciously doing it and like making it on their own like accord, which is why in a way like all the deaths in Endgame are like, yes, I die, but like I'm committed to this. Like this is my decision. This is my sacrifice. As opposed to Thanos who's like, I don't care. I know what's best and I'm just gonna make everyone else's decisions for him, which in the end backfires because like it doesn't work and end game happens. I think that's the thing yeah. that's yeah. Okay. going on. I, I would yeah. have to be the devil's advocate right oh, now yeah, and yeah, yeah. counter argue that. Wanna, uh, yeah. <laughs> because yes, uh, I think a really interesting point that you brought up was the fact that the Avengers made the conscious decision to sacrifice themselves and they weighed in on the pros and cons. And I think when we think about it that way, then we're stuck on a on a dichotomy of good and bad mm-hmm. right yeah yeah but okay. at the end of the day i mean of course the avengers knew that okay by sacrificing this then we will get 50 percent of the population back and all will be good again but that's their perspective does that mean that it is good okay let's just hold that thought for a second mm-hmm. and continue on thanos's perspective which is in his mind in his messed up idea he thought that he could genuinely make the world better by decreasing 50% of the population. He thought that was the right thing to do. So it's just a matter of perspective on what's good and what's bad. Yeah, it? yeah. But like, that's, I think that's always been the case of like, what, because because like you can't easily flip it around and say like oh the avengers are the one who's bad right no of course like, you not can't, but, of course not but it's not i think it's too easy for us to blame thanos and make him the victim which is again why i i was really impressed by the philosophical aspect of infinity war because we can't just easily point a finger at thanos and be like dude you fucked up you yeah, know yeah. because deep down we could understand yeah his yeah yeah exactly and think, that yeah. was that is what's really impressive about thanos being uh, a villain yeah and because like if you take away that dichotomy of good and evil right then like technically his actions are we don't see the product of his actions right mm-hmm. we don't and i think i kind of want to explore that but obviously like it's not possible but um, like in the beginning of the end game, I kind of want to see that what result will happen. I, I mean, obviously, like it would be sad. Everyone will be really sad about right. it. But then, like, 
I, yeah. Like, were there any actually positive? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like, oh, like does that show something? Like, oh, um, start the plan started to go. I think like um, Steve said something about like oh the wheels are coming back into the bay area or something like something to do with like just a one liner or something mm, like that yeah but like i kind of want that kind of That's exploration really which is mm. obviously i think because they wanted to pursue something else in endgame yeah. but there was there has there needs to be kind of like a resolution to what he's what thanos is saying like mm. the counter thesis to it other than like oh He's a villain, and we should. And people die, and it's sad. And as people die, and it's sad. because that's what I get from the Avengers, mm-hmm. like the way they they decide to save um, the world, <laughs> the universe <laughs> is basically because like they need to get them back. And then yeah. like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, like they had that moment of like they're giving up, and maybe that's the way life is, and they're trying mm-hmm. to like justify it. And like, mm-hmm. if you explore that a little bit deeper, like what what does that mean, like? Uh, would would then the world become more peaceful? Would then people be more united in a way because they have this one source of evil? Or mm. would would climate change and environmental yeah. things would be better? Like, I mean, there. I mean, there's a whole mm-hmm. like the whole ideologies of this. Like, like can we justify the Nazis? Yeah. No. Like, but then like, no, but I mean, I think I think why. Thanos, what Thanos did is even debatable that it could lead up to something good is with the Nazis or other massacres. It's hate-filled crime. Yeah. Right? It's targeted as a spe- at a specific group yeah, of okay, people. Yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Whereas Thanos, I get it, it's I get random. It. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Right? Understand so my next question would be then should have should have they actually brought back the people? Should sh- yeah, sure. You what, know, would would the rightful thing to do, yes. like like was the, it the right actual right them? thing to do, was to bring up yeah. the fifty percent of the people that disappeared? Yeah. What do you think? Like then? the truest righteousness, yes. right? You're trying to say the, the truest right, way. like the most righteous, Con- true form. Considering of that we didn't know what was the actual environmental effect or even like the social yeah, effect of them, so we would just yeah. have to give the benefit of the doubt that there mm-hmm. might be. A positive thing so was it the right thing to do at the same time again like i fully understand your point and i agree with you like the i don't think there was enough i think a i think thinking from the perspective of someone who would have to make uh movies like who would have to make end game probably like they were thinking one that there was not enough time but b yeah like lo- like logically yeah, like you can't like yeah. there's not enough time yeah, yeah. and like it's already two hours 15 minute yeah, movie yeah, but, like, and b also that like i think they were also considering the fact that it's like you know disney and like this is supposed to be a movie for all ages yeah, they yeah, can't really yeah, go yeah, into like dark, moral yeah. uh-huh. not not just moral but just like it's like it's a very very like like it's a it's a very very it's you know you have to have like a very like mature mind to be able to like balance the ethical dilemma but that being said i still think that because (laughs) i still think that like (laughs) like looking at daniel like from behind this microphone hello and like like just like staring at what he's trying to say okay go on sorry yeah so i still agree with the ending that endgame brought up (laughs) but but 
but I came up, but I arrived to it as like as a result of my own logic and my own experiences, and also like the logic and experiences of other people that I've like listened to on like YouTube and stuff, and the arguments they've given. As a student of sociology, in you guys probably know this, or people have always heard of it at some point. But in the 1800s, there is this sociologist named Thomas Malthus, and he created this theory in which, uh, basically, it's called Malthusian economics. In which case, sure, everybody knows. That. Yeah, 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 everyone knows yeah, Malthusian yeah, economics. Yeah. <laughs> and the mic's speaking again. <laughs> Not knowing what Malthusian economics is. How but, dare you not yeah, know? How dare, how dare the world? Okay, the very, yeah. very particular concepts why, of Thomas why, Malthus why, in why 1860. You enlightened the yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So just in case there are people out there who do not know what Tom, Thomas Malthus proposed, he said that like, oh, in the 1900s, given how fast the world population is growing, we're all going to be overcrowded, there's not going to be enough food, and we're all going to die, and the whole economy is going to collapse because logistically the planet can't support. Yeah, but hey, like 150 years later, here's a planet with 7 billion people. So basically what he did not account for was that people, uh, that one, naturally, as the world develops, there is like sort of like a bell curve in which people stop having as much children uh, yeah. uh, because economically, the more developed you are, the more you are able to diversify your economy mm -hmm. and the more diverse jobs people have, the higher income they do. But, and at the same time, the more income they do, sorry, not the more income, the higher the standard of living. Yeah. And the higher the standard of living, the less people they will actually, you know, produce or reproduce because the logic is, um, it used to be in the you know in the world of the 1800s you have as many children as possible yeah, because yeah, it's kind of a roll of yeah. the dice you don't know which children is actually going to last yeah. infant mortality everything people die very quickly and like very very often yeah. and uh, that is I mean we see that today in which like the undeveloped or, sorry the developing world undeveloped not I don't want to throw I don't want to throw shade at like countries of like you know the the like there are on like like there are undeveloped countries but they're but there's like like there's like a like a handful there's like ten of like completely failed countries like probably people can't live there. Like they can't just yeah, like completely, like just like wow, yeah, like no they just to... something really bad We're happened in their past. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Exactly. Going back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Going back on topic. Um, people don't uh, see the point of having as much children because they see like, oh, the world is safer and a better place. They would rather have fewer children that who then are able to still continue their like family or like the life but also they don't have to worry about all these different things um and so that logic really applies to like if it applies to uh us i don't see why it shouldn't apply to the whole universe especially yeah. when if you consider a universe if you consider an entire universe like there 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 must be like a lot of life across the universe but there's also a lot of like on life just yeah. there's a lot of you'd be astounded at the amount of empty space mm -hmm. and resources there are in the universe even if it is like finite mm -hmm. there are like there are elements that 
uh, we use in our technology today that like cosmically speaking has not existed since the Big Bang and therefore have, have no way of reproducing those kind of things. One of them is lithium, which we use in our batteries. But when we do the math, it's like there's enough lithium in the entire universe to last us yeah, billions and billions of years. So we don't yeah, have to worry about it. Like you're saying like life on other planets. Yeah, yeah, exploring. Yes, which like, is, yeah, which is why I'm, I'm a very strong proponent of one, exploration into the unknown and B, just teaching people how to live better lives and to live like we can teach people, you know, not to use a plastic bags oh, and right, like right. not that's to been, like, like that's been great so far. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the problem. Here's the problem. It's a very slow and meticulous process. You cannot teach people to live better lives and can be more conscious consumers with the snap of a finger. It's a very, very easy solution. That's my one argument. It's not a very uh, good way of of fixing the universe because when you really mm -hmm. think about it if you snap half of the world's population it will only literally take two generations yeah, or yeah. three at max before the before the entire universe yeah. is up to like the the point it was last time yeah. and so if you if you literally just do it like mathematically and I'm this is a very very math, rough yeah. mathematical count there's also this theory I don't know where it is but like um one person basically did the math and to be able to re restore the earth to the point where you know um <clears throat> uh where we can still live the way we're living right now but um not ha basically not ruin the world we'd have to go back to a world in which there's only like i forgot like 750,000 people on earth or like somewhere like in the one or two million we have to go back all the way to like 4,700 years ago like 4,700 BC and technically that only buys us another 6,000 years before we're back at exactly. 7 billion exactly. so it's not it's it's a it's a band-aid on a shotgun wound kind of solution in which case like it's very very easy and I mean, the movie doesn't make it look very, very easy. It makes, but when you think about the logistics of it, it's very, very easy to just kill off the rest of the population. And it makes it seem as if like, oh, great, there's all these different resources. We've hit a reset button. But even if it does succeed, it only takes, again, yeah. two or three it's generations. Like, and then like, oh, we're back at yeah. our population of whatever. And then again, resources are going to be strained and... There's also no guarantee that people are going to learn their lesson. Yeah. In fact, there's going yeah. to be like, people are going to be like, Oh, you know what? Let's trash the world again. Or worse, they can make it worse because they think that, Oh, I like, it's a free ticket. And then yeah, they think they have more leeway. Right. So although I agree with you that of course, snapping your finger and eradicating half of the world's population is not. That's a really interesting snap. He snapped <laughs> and it sounded like, like, a very gentle snap. Gentle snap. You're a gentle Gentle snap. Let's gentle snap. <laughs> gentle snap. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that's not the wisest or the most rational solution. But from what you said about exploring um, the possibility of moving to another planet or even just exploring moving to another area in the universe other than the Earth... My fear is that 
what's gonna happen to the earth like do you genuinely think that that's the best solution because i'm thinking about it this way once we have reached that peak in technology and we can just very easily move to another planet and set up a life there What's gonna happen to this Earth? Are we just gonna Leave dump? It? Yeah, 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 are we it just gonna a garbage dump exactly. for the universe? And of course, um, logically, and if we're gonna do the mathematically mathematical work time wise, it's gonna take a lot more. People are gonna survive a lot more other than just eradicating fifty percent of the population. For you know, as you said, you can come back to that point very soon after four thousand, six thousand years. Mm-hmm. Whereas to actually pollute a whole planet, that's gonna take a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. So yes, mathematically that makes sense. But yeah. does that idea sit well with you that if that is the solution, then we're just gonna be polluting planets and growing bigger in number without having a care about it? As a student of like science fiction, I am fully comfortable. So many, he's I as a student, <laughs> I'm a student of a lot of things. Okay, fine, you can edit that out. I'm just gonna say, as a, it. shut up. I want it. It's in. No, fuck you. <laughs> as fine as someone who reads a lot of science fiction, I am fully comfortable with the idea of like, oh, if you look out of your window to the left, that is the old Earth in which you know. It is now unvisitable and like. Is it ethical to just if we're if we're talking about you know we're just moving away from the concept of science and logic and rational rationality and just thinking is it actually ethical to just leave a whole plan to do that to nature? I'm going to give two arguments. One is ethical. The other isn't. I'm going to start with a non-ethical argument, which I just said right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read a lot of. Uh, science fiction and like in those worlds like the the earth is just strained so much we we broke it but then because we broke it we had to exit it and now we're in the stars so to be honest when I think really really logically even ethically I think as long as the people manage to survive and get off of it the planet is just a planet. We cannot hold, like. But then, does that mean that you are holding people of a higher standard rather than the Earth? The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what makes people so freaking damn important? <laughs> to be honest, well, again, we have to, and then, then we have to go into like the whole ethical argument yeah. of how do you value human yeah, beings? Yeah. But in my opinion, I think you should always value human beings, and also like. Yeah, I think we all should always like value human beings a little bit more than we value Earth when it comes but to... But scientifically, we're just a part of Earth. We're just a part yeah. of a species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, you're... you're just the- because we're smarter and we're smarter, quote-unquote, mm. and more technologically advanced than maybe, say, other species, does that make uh, our, our value, our survival more important than the rest of the world? Yeah, because technically, if you're talking As in a- the scope of macro mm-hmm. universe... Mm-hmm. So wise and infinite wise, you're like human is not the food chain, like the top of the food chain yeah. anymore, right? You would you, technically some. What if some other species out there is way more and far more superior than mm-hmm. us and could pop pro- possibly 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 <laughs> my new favorite word possibly <laughs> possibly become more sustainable than humans, you yeah. know. 
Brett lives more sustainable lives. Oh, I'm I'm just like as a as a student of science fiction. <laughs> no, yeah, like I I see your point though. Like I can understand that um there are those options out there that is infinite. Technically, if you want to yes. go mathematically, it's infinite, it's in- right? Like right. to uh, like to jump worlds and to jump uh-huh. universes, that's an infinite scope. But like but you're because you're to to you're balancing out the ethical of humanity and the ethics of sustainability right at that point like you're mm-hmm. trying to say that human beings are like the top of charts whereas the environment can go maybe li- later on or the other way around like you like your radika's point of view would be uh like the humans are not that important as opposed to like having the environmental importance void. Right. Just just a little side note there when you said that technically from what we understand, of course we understand that all oh, planets are infinite, right? The universe is infinite because it's so big. Mm-hmm. But just because it's so big and we don't have the technological advancement Aww. or intelligence to perceive the hugeness of it, does it mean it is actually infinite? Mm-hmm. Just like the ocean, we think it's infinite, but is it infinite? No, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's contained in this one little world. Yeah, right. It's <clears throat> to be honest, it's it's not infinite. Obviously, nothing is. It's just a mathematical expression, but from what we've viewed from what we've seen so far it's enough to sustain us yes. forever basically yes. it's supposed to yeah yeah but i just think that for the advancement of human beings we shouldn't hold that much sentimental value over the planet because once once you have achieved the ability to go anywhere and do anything and settle anywhere and continue to sell throughout then i think um well that's it like i don't think we'll hold that's, that becomes a priority that right? becomes a priority i mean when you think about it we we live i know there's a lot of importance on the planet earth but i am like i'm channeling my inner, inner elon musk here and saying mm-hmm. like we are destined to go to the, to the stars and to spread anywhere and i think maybe like in a thousand years or like hopefully maybe even like 700 years or 500 years or just 200 years when we do accomplish the ability to travel between stars and sell anywhere we will finally let go of the the concept that like oh my god you only have one planet and like okay. we are so strongly tied to the planet but however that being said there's also the other more ethical argument that I was going to give earlier, in, in which case that even c- consider the fact that like, okay, fine, we, we have all that technology to go anywhere. I still think that, yes, we should take care of the planet. Um, uh, one, because um, it is one okay, sentimental value, but let's just throw that out of the window but to be <laughs> because like i don't i don't really yeah, care yeah, that yeah. much <laughs> sorry yeah, sure. earth like you're cool but like i was like i i like you as a friend <laughs> oh, i love oh, earth awesome. love you <laughs> no i i really i think it's really really interesting your point of view of um yeah yeah you know just like being so attached sentimentally to your home that you just the idea of traveling outside and then i just sort of like minimize the scope there and just thought about what if the earth was a small town 
and oh, someone yeah, from yeah. a small town thinks that it's their whole world, but mm-hmm. actually there's a whole thing to travel, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it's just we're just looking at it because it's so big. We're looking at it from a whoa point of view, but actually, yeah, yeah. I would actually more like make it more akin to like a kid who doesn't want to go on his first day of school because like oh my god i'm gonna leave the home and i'm gonna leave my mom and mother earth and like <laughs> pun intended and was like oh my god i don't want to go to school and then finally when they're like a teenager they're like oh my god like yeah, i can Southbank. just leave like the world is so big i can just go anywhere i want <laughs> oh my god okay Okay, yeah, but so oh, sorry. Let me just finish my second yeah, ethical let's, argument. Let's let's all do like a little closing remark. Yeah, and then we can. I out. still think that it is ethical for us to save the world. One because it is within our best interest to do so, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're talking about like maybe like the early stages of human space travel. Uh, just because like the whole co- the my logic uh, and a lot of people's logic when we do so- space travel other than discovery and the betterment of human beings it's just like if something happens to the, these planets where we live on two baskets for our eggs is better than one so so like as a backup, I'm, you mean? As a yeah, as a backup. Oh. I mean, that's the that's like that's if you watch the interviews, that's uh, why Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. If there are human yeah. beings on the moon okay. and okay. in Mars, yeah. if something happens, mm-hmm. whether it's climate change or right. a comet strike or whatever, human beings live on. And to me, it kind of defeats the point if we're like just like hopping. Okay. We can't just be like locusts. We we just go to this one field. Off. Yeah, yeah. We go to this. Yeah, exactly. We go to this one field. We completely obliterate it. We move on to the next. What if something happens there? I mean, like when you do, the, when you like have lots of colonies everywhere, and you take good care of those colonies, you're also that um, makes more sense because by by doing that, you would somehow eradicate the population of the earth anyway without actually having to make them die yeah. mm-hmm. and hence you can think about taking care of the earth again yeah. okay so in yeah. conclusion we must find a glove that teaches wow. people oh, about okay. sustainability and you know like yeah, responsible yeah. consumption and not, not a glove suddenly becomes like the most like environmental this is like this is yeah this is being a that's our goal all along yeah okay so Interesting. That was pretty interesting. Unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected yeah. at all. So. Yeah. Okay. So to end it, uh, to end things, I guess. Like, do you want to plug anything? Plug <laughs> yeah, anything? Yeah, I no, I don't want to plug anything. No. no. If you want to find me on like Instagram, it's at the Storm Bear. Yes, the as in the Storm, as in Storm Bear, as in Bear. No periods or anything. Um, that's about it. Okay, that's cool. Thanks, thanks for coming here, Jen. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for talking to us and talking and enlightening us with all this yeah, really endgame cool. theories. Okay. I love talking with you guys about film. Yay. Movie. Okay. Come so back th- soon. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay.